Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and subscribe, turn on notifications, like and comment the video. Let us know what you think in the, the comment section about the episode itself, if there's other questions that you have, or if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic to have on. We're always checking YouTube and love to hear from you guys. On today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with Stainless Diesel and wanted to talk more about their VGT turbos. So it's going to be a great conversation learning more of what they have for Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, the type of power levels that they can support, and just all that went into you know testing, designing, and being able to bring those to market. So I'm really looking forward to being able to chat with them today. Who doesn't love turbochargers? We all do, and especially VGTs. They sound really cool. So today's going to be an awesome episode. Before we get to it, though, I want to remind you guys, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a discount code just for you guys. If you use code DIESEL20 at kershaw.kiausa.com, you get 20% off site-wide. This isn't just a a discount code that's uh, you know for the holidays or anything like that or that they do everywhere it's just for you guys so if you're in the market for a knife looking for something for edc or hunting fishing the outdoors or just something to throw in a toolbox they've got a ton of knives to meet any budget that's out there so whether you just need something to you know work hard um you know put in a glove box toolbox something like that or you're a knife enthusiast and are really into different types of blade steels um, handle materials uh, or opening mechanisms they got a ton of different stuff for you so definitely make sure and take advantage of it all right let's get to today's episode with stainless diesel talking about vgt turbos johnny trevor welcome to the diesel podcast always love chatting with you guys i always learn a ton about uh not just racing and diesel performance but turbos and today we're going to chat about vgts which i know a lot of people are interested in i think for a lot of really good reasons so welcome back to the podcast and look forward to our chat today yeah man good to be back on with you patrick yeah definitely awesome guys well uh johnny you had sent me a clip of uh, some of these VGTs in action. So I know the audience is, is gonna wanna hear, so I'm gonna play that uh, that sound clip real quick. Man, that thing sounds I want it just for the sound like that is so cool and i know sound is like half the stuff with turbos like we want them to sound cool um but i mean tell me more about these things tell me what's 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 new about them um you know what people have asked you guys for and if somebody's looking for a turbo upgrade or maybe their stock turbo failed why they should consider an upgraded vgt to, to put on their truck well the neat thing about that for sure i think is the real simplicity of bolting it on in stock location without you know changing a whole lot of piping or or any you know manifolds and pedestals and in the duramax case you know so i think that's a neat ease of installation is one aspect of it um for sure as far as the appeal uh, another aspect is that uh, we bring in our you know a lot of the stuff we did in racing to uh, the the street guys you know the five blade mafia stuff in stock appearing so take that a step further now. We've been doing the billet compressor wheels for years. So now we've been really heavily playing with turbine wheels uh, the last few years in the racing for sure. 
Um, but now we're bringing that to the forefront on all of our stock appearing bolt-ons. So this nine blade turbine wheel uh, is a little bit newer in our industry. Um, Garrett came out with a, a G series turbo about a year ago uh, timeframe and it's a nine blade turbine. So we explored that a little deeper. We had been doing some of that stuff and racing for a few years. Um, but just recently or more recently this year in the stock pairing. The, the turbine wheel, I wanted to ask you guys more about that because a lot of times if, uh, if a listener, you know, listens to the podcast there you know, they had the truck a couple of years, they've done some things to them. Usually they'll do, um, you know, like uh, suspension wheels, tires, it might have a tune, <clears throat> might, it might do like a lift pump or something like that. And then they, once they start to think about turbos, they really focus in on the compressor wheel side, but I know the turbine plays a huge role in some things. And I wanted to ask you what, what does changing the size or how does that relate to somebody who's daily driving towing? Maybe he has a truck, like a, a, a nice street truck. What does that do for performance or EGT control or power? How does that side of it equate to something somebody's going to feel every day driving their truck? So, I mean, in general, you know, the compressor wheels lighter, uh, our wheel versus some of the OEM wheels for sure. And then you take it a step further with the nine blade. Uh, for instance, in the in the S four hundred platform, it's two hundred grams lighter on the turbine wheel side, um, going from a ninety six millimeter to uh, 10 blade to a nine blade version of that. So it's quite a bit lighter on the turbine side and quite a bit lighter on the compressor side, you know, being that our compressor wheels are quite a bit lighter than the OEM seven blade uh, designs. So drivability, it relates to, you know, fast spool up uh, cooler EGTs because of flow rates uh, on both sides are better. So too large of a turbine wheel um, can make them lazy. But what's, what we find here is the nine blade stuff uh, actually is lighter and it drives uh, a larger turbine wheel spools quicker with it, where you'd think it'd be a little bit slower in certain applications, especially the VGTs. Gotcha. So it would be something where you could almost run more turbocharger and have the same or quicker spool up time. So you get that benefit of the power, the EGT control, and near you, you, like faster spool up times are really close to it. So you can kind of bridge the gap between what used to be like an old big S 400 that's kind of lazy and slow and yep. everything else to, you know, the drivability. Yeah. And then take it into the next generation here. Trevor's been beta testing um, some of the, the different variations of the, of the VGTs for the Duramax in particular, um, the truck right behind him. So beautiful uh, 2015 uh, Duramax. And we went from a 10 blade to the a turbine wheel to the um, nine blade turbine wheel. So I'll let Trevor tell you about that experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, personally going into it, when we had the idea of it, uh, I thought, oh, put a nine blade in, it's probably, you know, there's flow out, so it'll make power, but it's gonna be lazy. Um, put it in and even to my own surprise, I was amazed how well it spooled. Uh, it's, it's linear with the throttle. Uh, it, it literally drives, I, like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, the, the template stuff has been awesome. It's been out for years. It's really popular. It works well. It flows well. Uh, but put the nine blade in and it, it drives like nothing I've ever seen. Um, and with that, I mean, you have the mid range power, top end power that's added in having flow out of it. And with that, you get what everybody loves. Everybody's after sound. Uh, it, yeah. It's, 
got a sound that it, it's amazing. Like you'll drive through parking lots and people will be taking videos of it, just amazed by how wild <laughs> it sounds. And I mean, that's just a, a, a byproduct of it with the ability to make power. So that's one of the coolest things. And the drivability that comes from it is just amazing. Yeah, the the sound, you know, I remember early on, gosh, this was a really long time ago, but I think it was when the 2003 six liters came out and everybody loved how yep. it sounded like a jet. And then the yep. 2007 and a half six sevens came out and people hit the exhaust brake on and like, oh, it sounds so cool. And <clears throat> I think the, the thing that uh, a lot of enthusiasts understood then is, hey, it's a stock turbo. I'm limited with the power. You know, I can't take it as far as I want. But that's what I love about the, the VGT stuff is, Johnny mentioned is the power you can support the quick response. And then you mentioned mid RPM power, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of the guys at daily drive probably on that Duramax, I'm sure you, you know, haul stuff or have towed something and you still have that response that you need for that. But if you want to take it to the track or something um, along those lines, you still have the capability to make higher power levels. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with VGTs, everybody's always worried about drive pressure as well. So being able to get it out and retain drivability uh, and a big thing is also exhaust brakes. I mean, everybody loves their exhaust brakes while towing. Um, so be able to maintain your feature of the exhaust brake and be able to get flow out to make power and keep drivability. It's just, it's a combination of it, really. Could you guys talk to me a bit about drive pressure from the perspective of somebody who maybe knew to modifying their truck and they've heard the term drive pressure but they don't quite understand what it means and then from there we'll talk about what you guys are able to do with your turbos to be able to alleviate or help that but what what is drive pressure at its core i was going to say in general um, look at it as a pumping loss kind of scenario so if you're measuring boost pressure on the intake side um, in the exhaust manifold uh, turbine exhaust housing area put another gauge there and that's how you read the pressure differential between the two so typically uh, that one-to-one pressure versus drive ratio is is more sought after um so say you make it 40 pounds of boost you want 40 pounds of drive um it's kind of a trade-off with the with a few different platforms uh some engines actually prefer a little bit more drive pressure to get some drivability so uh, it, in particular, like the, the, the Ford 6.0s, they seem to want some drive pressure above normal, where a, a 6.7 Cummins, for instance, it could have negative drive pressure and still have great uh, drivability, for instance. So same thing with the Duramax. And we've seen in, in the sled pulling areas, I think, even on Trevor's, uh, I think we did some Danville diesel uh, dyno engine pulls with the mm-hmm. Duramax is just amazing at their ability to drive a turbo with, say, 20 pounds less drive pressure. So instead of one-to-one, say, 60 pounds of boost, um, might have 40 pounds of drive on the uh, engine dyno and sled pull track. So it's very interesting. But think about it when your drive pressure is positive, essentially, the engine has to do more work to expel the flow out the exhaust and that's where the pumping losses or the inefficiencies happen. So high drive pressure typically relates to a little less efficient power made and higher EGTs typically in our data that we see. Okay. That makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense because one of the things people will will uh chat about is um hey my EGTs are creeping up um and they know that that's not good. They know it can destroy the engine and cause a whole bunch of problems. So they're looking for I think to the turbo first for solutions but as trevor mentioned they don't want to lose the exhaust brake 
And I think that's been the huge thing with VGTs is you can keep it, but have that increased performance. And um, I wanted to ask you this, Trevor, as Johnny had mentioned, like the install time. And when I think of like a 6.7 Cummins or something like that, or a 5.9, they're relatively easy to change a turbo on. But when I think of a Duramax, I think, okay, this is more complex if I'm going to change to an S300 or S400 or something like that. So can you talk to me a little bit about like the install and what that's like on, um, on like your LML or, you know, just really any Duramax in general? Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're drop-in, so you don't have to have anything extra to install. So uh, the the cost of not having to have anything else is nice. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, just in general, you're not taking a bunch of stuff off to put a bunch of other stuff on. Um, that's one of the greatest things about it. Yeah, we got a lot of DIYers who love to tackle projects on their, their truck. And so they're like, oh, yeah. oh if I can do a turbocharger well, upgrade in my garage, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and with that also, we're starting to offer a lot more DIY kits. Um, one of our most popular things right now is our uh, DIY uh, 67 Ford parts um, that are super popular. Um, we actually offer the 10 blade right now that's a drop-in for those. So, I mean, we're like everybody else. We love working on trucks. We love our own stuff. So who wants to get their hands dirty? Us, everybody else. So <laughs> we have parts. You can, you can essentially build your own turbo uh, with some of our parts that you want, too. Can you guys talk to me a little bit about that? Because I've I've been curious about it. People have asked me over the years, you know, how they can do some of these upgrades themselves. So what um, what kind of upgrades do you guys have for you know other platforms, Duramax, um, you know, really any of the big three? Yeah, um, like I said, the six seven is really popular right now. Um, we have turbine wheel options, compressor wheel options um, that you can drop in. Um, we have the ten blade, you know, get the great sound out of it, but um, you can do it in your garage. Um, we have some six liter stuff out there. We, we've been listing stuff slowly um, throughout, um, but there's a lot of different uh, parts really that we have that you can build your own turbo um, with that. So, what do this? What do the six seven guys get when they change change the wheel? What what would they notice besides yeah. the sound? You know that would be yeah. different. So it's like our main line of turbos, even uh, with the turbine wheel, you get more flow out because you have the factory, st- factory standard turbine wheel. Uh, you put our 10 blade in it, you get more flow out, you get the sound, you get the performance of it. Um, it's not the larger sizing, but you gain. Um, it's not wild, but it's there. Um, and and for the price versus performance, it's, it's well worth it. People love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the main things people are looking for, especially, you know, like today is just what kind of small changes can I make? I think, um, you know, people love their trucks. They bought them for a reason. They're so advanced. They make a lot of power compared to what they used to 15 or 20 years ago where they like it, but they get used to it or they get a new trailer or something like that. And they need just a little bit more. And they're looking for these hard part upgrades to be able to do it. And I think that's really it's really exciting on the turbo side because it used to always be you'd have to just change the whole setup. And if we're talking a, a power stroke or Duramax, it's pedestal, charge pipes, down pipes, all these things. And you're looking at a lot of uh, a lot of book time on something like that. Yep. Absolutely. And when you're looking at uh, you know like the stock the stock sizes, like you get a stock truck, you know, and they might have 150, 200,000 miles on a stock vehicle, and it's time to change a turbo. Um, a lot of guys are looking to the OEM sizes because, you know, they're stock fuel, they tow a lot, they don't want to get something that's laggy, uh, and they maybe don't want to go to a larger injector to complement a larger turbo in, in some cases. So like our 6060, for instance, for the VGT uh, Cummins line, very popular with the stock injector guys. And um, say a guy had like a Banks programmer or an edge tuner or something crazy plug and play. 
Um, it works really well with that in stock injector, believe it or not. So really mild upgrades. You don't have to get really wild with some of this stuff to have great benefit for just daily driving um, and, and towing for sure. That's one of the huge things that, that I think about how way back when, when I was an enthusiast, just new to diesel trucks and I didn't do a podcast. I had nothing to do with diesel besides driving one and loving them <clears throat> is what shied me away from doing a turbo upgrade was, okay, I've got to do injectors. I've got to do maybe a CP3 upgrade. I've got to get this thing custom tuned. So I'm not just buying this turbo kit. I'm buying all this other stuff, but I didn't really want that at that time. I just needed a little bit more. And so I like the options that are out there today for diesel trucks, be able to get that without having to go all in with injectors and injection pump and, you know, custom tuning and all that stuff. Absolutely. Everybody wants a little bump in power. Um, I mean, turbos go out, you know, they, they, I have 200,000 miles, my turbo went out and I want something a little bit better because who doesn't want a little bit more power. And that's the cool thing about it is you can drop something in a little bit larger, makes a little more power and it's not, you don't have to buy the injectors. You don't have to buy all that stuff. It bolts in. It doesn't take a bunch more money. I mean, we're normal people. We have budgets too, just like them. So we get it. Like you need something that goes in, fits the budget, makes a little more power because we all love power. Yep. I, I thought of something to ask you guys, and, and I know there's not going to be a definitive answer, but I'm thinking of somebody listening with a six, seven power stroke or an LML or, you know, a six, seven Cummins. And they think, yeah, this is exactly what I want. I want to do this drop-in upgrade. I like the idea of, you know, quicker spool, make more power, lower EGTs, but I've got 60,000 miles or I've got a hundred or I've got 40 or 130. What in general do you guys hear from customers when they call in needing a turbo kind of for mileage? And I, I'm, I'm sure we'd have to go, you know, truck by truck, but is it, you know, roughly a hundred thousand, 150,000? I know how they use it, how hot it got plays into it. Um, you know, how much power over stock, but you know, people are really curious, you know, in general, am I going to get 150 K out of my, you know, hundred percent OEM turbo or what do you guys see? I was going to say in general, uh, you know, the, the more stock the truck is, um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to go farther mileage. I mean, we've seen new, uh, completely stock trucks make it, you know, 60 or 80,000 miles, uh, and have an actuator failure or a VGT, uh, hanging up in some of the newer, uh, six, seven, uh, Cummins platforms, for instance. So, um, I've also seen some of those that have had just some really mild upgrades go, um, 300 plus thousand with, with no issues on the, in many cases. So, um, on the Duramaxis, uh, Trevor would probably know a little more about that. Yeah. I mean, it's not really, I guess, mileage dependent. Um, I've seen stuff that like, you know, grandpa had his truck sitting in the barn forever and he drove it every once in a while and, and the VGT hangs in it all the time. Um, and it has no miles on it to people that they have a bunch of miles and it, and it just now started to act up. So I don't really think it's mileage dependent. I just, I don't know depending on it uh, yeah. and, and the situation in general. So, yeah, I mean, and, and we don't really see it here a lot of, you know, mileage wise from guys, but you know, there's guys that they have a problem they want to fix, or there's a lot of people that they just, they have a few miles on it, but they want to, they want to increase in it. So. Yeah. And we've get, we get uh, new listeners a lot that just bought like say an LML. That's a really popular one that, that guys will buy huh. um, and they'll pick it up and they'll say, okay, well, when should I expect something to go out? And I think they relate it to mileage because it's just a common thing that um, 
you know, people think about with transmissions or Absolutely. engines or different things. And it's always so tough to give an answer because it's like, okay, was that truck tuned? Did somebody floor it all the time? Was it seeing 1600 degrees, 1700? Or, you know, did the guy let it idle and cool down before he turned off the truck and it's, you know, everything's right. pristine. It's just so tough. So, um, yeah. you know, they can kind of sneak up on, on, uh, you know, somebody kind of quick. I think I've talked with some guys that had a stock turbo go out at 30,000 miles or they've been through two or three by a hundred thousand. And it's like, well, what's, what's going on? Is it the way that it's driven? Is it something with the upgrades that are done? It's just not enough turbo for them. And they get really curious about, okay, when should I expect, when should I set some money aside to do one of these upgrades? Definitely one yeah, thing I, that we I, see probably more so than others is, is uh, stick shift trucks. You know, they might wear the thrust springs out for sure, cycling off and on boost more times, uh, you know, going through the gears than, say, a typical automatic truck. So that's one thing that we do see, some excessive thrust wear on the stick shift trucks. And then, um, like you said, you know, hot shutdowns. If you don't give that thing an extra uh, an extra few minutes to shut off, um, you're definitely not being nice to your turbos. So definitely uh, give it an extra couple minutes for you shut it off or look into a turbo timer setup. With, um, I just thought of something else that the guys will ask too with uh, swapping a turbo is <clears throat> does all the factory hardware, is that use like the clamps and everything else or do the kits come with those or is there any sort of hardware that somebody would need extra if they're doing one of these drop-in VGT upgrades? Yeah. Um your factory parts uh, all interchange i mean it is a direct bolt in like factory um with that we send the gaskets and everything you need to install and as well so essentially you buy the turbo and, and you have everything there that you need to drop it in um that's the biggest thing with the drop in we're trying to keep it that way so so the one thing about the new uh and newer kit uh that's going to be out and available i think trevor may have just listed it online recently is our 6.7 Ford retro kind of fit for the early model Ford 6.7. So 11 to 14, it's going to be a direct yep. drop-in plug-and-play. So you don't have to buy the Ford uh, conversion kit to the 15 and 15 and 19 kind of unit. Um, so it's going to be quite a bit easier to bolt on. It still has our uh, center cartridge that we still use in our really popular um, you know, 15 to 19 unit. Uh, mm -hmm. But that thing's a direct bolt-on to the older platform truck. So it's going to be really good as far as uh, keeping cost price down so you don't have to buy the Ford Retrofit kit in order to put the newer style turbo on the older platform. So it's essentially plug-and-play. We did have to change it because of the dual snorkel um, air intake pipe. There's a Ford cab chassis application that had a single compressor wheel turbo in it, and it had a little bitty um, block-off plug, essentially, that went into the dual snorkel intake. So that'll come with the turbo uh, along with the water line that reroutes uh, the water coolant line to the pedestal setup. So um, we're pretty excited to get those going. Well, that's, that's extremely huge because uh, <clears throat> that's one of the things that, that uh, whenever I've gone over, you know, different truck years and what, what things can fail 11 to 14 it's the turbo. And whenever I would look at the pricing of a turbo kit for an 11 to 14, I'm like, this is, it's crazy how expensive it can get because of all the things you have to change to bring it to the 15, you know, kind of plus setup. So being able to retrofit it without having to buy that newer setup, that's, that's a huge benefit to guys who, who own those trucks. Yeah. And you're a lot, of, you're a lot less work also with that so you know if you're paying someone to do it it's less labor time um or in general just if you're doing it in your garage it's a lot less time of taking stuff off to put it back on um so that's a nice thing about that for sure yeah 
And I guess some of our up and coming stuff, you know, especially in the Ford, Ford platform, uh, we got the 2020 and up turbo is going to be available coming uh, first quarter of next year, I believe, in that time frame. So uh, and then uh, we've actually got the LP5 in the works that may be out before uh, coming soon. What's the uh, what's the, the testing been like on, on the new ones? I know there's like a there's almost a life cycle where. You know, the guys keep them relatively stock for about two or three years, and then the warranty runs out, and they're like, all right, now I'm going to do some of these upgrades I wanted. Um, so I know a lot of those guys are coming up towards that time frame here, gosh, 2023, so they're going to be looking to do these upgrades. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the, the L5P people have been chomping at the bit, so uh, that's definitely coming, and, and there's been some great testing with it. Uh, drive very well, make good power. Uh, the 2020 Ford stuff, obviously, it's been, you know, almost three years, and those guys, I, they can't even wait to get that stuff out. And um, we have some stuff going on right now. We'll have some testing done probably by about Christmas time or so. Um, and and with that, with the first quarter of the year, we will should have some out for uh, people to buy production wise. And and I know those guys can't wait. Those are going to be awesome. What about uh, what about on the, the six seven coming side? I know those guys are listening and they're I think all right now what what uh, kind of choices do I have either for different year ranges that you guys are working on or is it all just streamlined pretty much? So definitely um, the six seven you know the nineteen plus so there's a transition year from uh, nineteen and up that whole manifold exhaust manifold is different. The uh, exhaust housing orientation is twisted up in a different compressor cover outlet. So we did that unit uh, almost a year ago now. Uh, got it into production and some it, it's really been uh believe it or not uh you know 19 plus trucks we've had tons of the 60 60s uh out in the field and guys are absolutely astonished by like how well they do you don't have to have a tuned truck um to put that turbo on so it's basically stock bolt on and you'll see an increase uh in a couple pounds of boost uh just above, over and above the stock unit just in drivability with no calibration differences and then if you wanted to you know, get some calibration on it. It'll take advantage of that for sure. Very cool. Um, I was thinking of something else that, uh, that'll pop up and I'll ask you first, Johnny, with like the six, seven coming stuff is, <clears throat> you know, as well as anybody, you know, guys will do these upgrades, they'll do this turbo. And then a year or two later, they'll say, man, maybe I want to go compounds. Maybe I want to, I don't want to do that. Have you guys tested on the six, seven coming side? Um, or gotten feedback of guys running the drop-in VGT with a compound setup that they might get. Yep. So we've definitely done some of those. Uh, typically, um, we're not currently building any kind of a added turbo piping. Um, and I'm looking at that into the future. We may do some kind of something like that in the future. Uh, but typically, we've utilized uh, other people doing piping with our uh, Boss Series turbo. So that's our our 63, 67 turbine, uh, 10 blade stuff and a nine blade. So it works really well with say a 480 even, uh, 475 for drivability, uh, really cool EGTs if you're going to elevation. Um, we've had some guys, um, I, mean, I mean, you can definitely make some power with that platform, but I think it's more about having, you know, 650 to maybe even 800 horsepower compound that you can pull uh, 25,000 pound gooseneck trailer with, and it's definitely possible and has been done. And I don't see people uh, in the future trying to not do that as far as making more horsepower and efficiently and uh, being able to pull heavy trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they, they want to make sure that, uh, you know, like the turbo that they have on the truck could potentially work in a situation like that. And I know like Trevor on the Duramax platform, that can be popular as well. Um, 
you know, to, to add those. So I think it's cool that people know if that's a route that they want to go down one day that this turbo would support it just like, well, even better than a stock turbo would. So it gives them that room to grow if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's nice to, uh, bigger's not always better. Um, if you need help sizing something, we'll help you out. Like, you know, size appropriate, it'll still make power, uh, but give you the ability to use it like you want to use it. So that's my biggest question when someone calls in, you know, Hey, I'm my turbo went out. I, I need something. Okay. Well, what do you use the truck for? Um, and size it around that, you know, what's your horsepower goal and what do you use it for? And let's get something paired up to you to, you know, do everything all the way around. I know that, uh, when it comes to turbochargers, um, you know, a lot of guys will step back and they'll go on Google and they'll search, which turbo do I need? What's the best turbo? And depending how far back they go, you'll either see this, a bunch of information that'll say, BGTs don't work, go to, you know, a, a fixed geometry turbo, go to, you know, something Absolutely. else to do it. When somebody calls into you guys, can you walk me through when you would tell somebody, hey, you this VGT setup is going to serve you better than what you might have read on the internet or Facebook group or something like that? Because I think they get really curious about that and they can almost get confused depending on where they're getting their information from. But you guys build these, you, this is what you guys do. I can't think of anybody better to ask this question to is how do you walk somebody through? Is this VGT set up right for how they're using their truck? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people that you look back on forms and I, I remember years ago, I mean, I was a huge form person years ago of, you know, you rip the VGT out and throw it away because that was new technology. Like that wasn't what we did. We put turbos on that. They were fixed vein and, you know, throw an S 400 and everything. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, you look through that years ago and, and now you go into it and the technologies there of, of we can make flow out. We don't have, you know, crazy high drive pressure like there used to be. Um, it, it just all the way around, we can make it perform to make power, make drivability, uh, and do everything you want. And most people you talk to, they want to be able to use their truck like they do every day, but have the power there. So, you know, once you tell them, oh, hey, your, your exhaust brake will still work, you know, you have the power there, you have the drivability, uh, you know, that's what people want. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely known for our high horsepower combinations, you know, like we've, we've been making, you know, a thousand horsepower plus turbos and 1400 horsepower towability compounds on six seven. So, I mean, there's some, there's some wild setups you can get into, but typically like when a guy calls in and says, you know, Hey Johnny, I need, I want like a 600, 700 horsepower. Uh, I want to drive a billion, I want to tow my trailer. You know, the go-to online you're probably going to see is like a 468 size turbo. So it's a really great little unit. Um, but our boss VGT 6367, it makes 725 horsepower, 735 horsepower at the tire. And it's a bolt on. So you don't have to buy all these other accommodating pieces to do it. And it bolts on a stock truck. Um, it, it's really better suited for uh, the guy that wants to be a hot dog. Um, but it also can tow, tows very well and it has a great exhaust brake on it. So um, that 6060 is like our small stock injector tow every day um kind of turbo but that 6367 supports a lot more than most people think uh puts you in that same range of you know you're on the fence about a 468 or a or a boss vgt believe it or not they are right there within probably 100 horsepower of each other on capability i love these options i wish they were around when i was doing truck stuff because i had to make that decision of do i want power drivability and i go well, i want power 
you know, I'll sacrifice drivability. And then after six months of it, I'm like, man, this sucks. I wish, I wish I had that quick response. I wish I could actually go up the side of this, you know, this mountain up to, you know, into the mountains without just cruising at 1400 degrees. And I didn't have these choices. So it's cool that they're there now. Yeah. Technology has been moving really fast the last few years in the turbo world. That's for sure. What um what are some other new things you guys are, are gonna either be looking at or um you know people should keep their eye out for as we head into the new year? I know you had mentioned some things in in the first quarter, but uh every time we do these episodes, Johnny, people are always they're curious, like, okay, what are they gonna have for my six liter or my five nine or my LBZ or um you know, all these other models that are out there. So I'm I'm really curious what you guys are are working on there. So right now we've got kind of a what's old is new again a little bit. So we've got a S300 platform. We've been playing with larger. Uh, you know, we have a five-blade 369 compressor wheel. We have a five-blade 372 compressor wheel. And uh, I've got a, a VP shop truck, relatively stock fuel, with a little edge box on it. And we just get a kick out of that thing. We put some stuff on Snapchat today on our stainless diesel Snapchat and uh, driving it around. And this thing just spools amazing. It's a T3 gated uh, uh, with our stainless diesel manifold on the, the VP truck there. Um, and this thing, for the size of turbo, it shouldn't do what it's doing. So it's got a higher flow in turbine wheel. Um, got a few different options there for those. And uh, it's in a T3 waste gated housing, but it's a large turbo. And uh, it spools ridiculously fast. I mean, obviously it's cold outside, you know, so it's like 35 degrees out compared to drivability at 90. It's a little bit different, but uh, it's a ball bearing unit. So we've been playing with ball bearing on the 300 platform. Uh, it's in the prototype stages, but it works amazing. So we're looking to maybe release some of that stuff next year. And uh, we are actually in the planning stages, drawing, designing phases of working on a new exhaust manifold. So that's talked about it's in the works i'm in the designing phases of it right now so that might be something for a vgt stainless manifold in the future so that's in the works the vp44 stuff has really surprised me i hear a lot of people talk about them a lot of companies working on things it's like a rebirth of them in a way with the kind of power they're making people are or they're looking for them you know it's just it's like you said the old is new again and it's it's like when i think of you know vp44 truck I think of you know, if I was looking to get into something and I didn't want to pay the prices of a low mileage 03 to 0759, but I wanted some of the electronic control and some of the things that are there, it, it just it fits so perfect. But it's, it's just been really interesting to hear like kind of the resurgence of the, the VP trucks. And I kind of look at it like a classic car, you know, it's like they're 20 to 24 years old now, I guess, looking at it from this point. And it's like, if you can find a nice clean one, they're pretty basic. They work and you can tow the crap out of something with it. But it's like, it's such an old platform. It's uh, pretty affordable, you know, to play with them. The injectors are probably a third of the cost of a common rail injector. And, uh, you know, the turbos choices are just awesome for stock bolt on even and with those. So it's it's pretty neat to see. Yeah, definitely. Trevor, I wanted to ask you, you'd mentioned, you know, we talked about the Duramax. Are, are you a Duramax guy or do you like all three of them or, or which one are you passionate about? <laughs> I, I've owned all three, like all three of them, but I'd probably say I'm more of a Duramax person. <laughs> with uh, Did you start with the LML or did you start with an earlier one? Uh, so I'd say my first one was my LOY that I have. Um, I actually generally typically drove it to the shop every day. Uh, it's twin turbo with VGT in the Valley and one of our 485 five blades on the atmosphere. And it made right around 1200 horsepower uh, at the tire. Um, and I would drive it every day. I mean, 
throw anybody in it with the keys. Absolutely drivable. Awesome truck. Um, and then I have my LML, of course, uh, that's behind me. Um, and then I actually uh, have a three-inch smoothbore pulling truck that's a Ford that I actually swapped a Duramax in years ago. So it's mm-hmm. pretty popular out there as far as that <laughs> aspect. <laughs> Yeah, that truck is, uh, I, I called it the Frankenstein truck because when, um, so basically, I think Trevor, you had a 7.3 in it just yep. out of high school, and yep. it's an OBS style, uh, 250 chassis, yep. um, and basically started with the, with the Duramax in it first, and then I think you swapped out some axles, and then more recently ended up with a Dodge frame under it. Yep. So... That's yeah. a very, that's, that's almost a whole episode in itself just to talk about that truck. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, it definitely is. Uh, you know, it kind of got in, been in the pulling scene and, and got into it and, uh, pulling in three inch class. Uh, it was my high school truck, uh, the very first truck I bought, uh, while I was in school and, um, I wanted to make more power in the seven three platform really wasn't there and got in the Duramax world. So yeah, swapped that in and then I wanted to build a new chassis and, well, what the most information is out there on is second gen Dodges. So that's how that came about. When, now, when I think of of doing that conversion and you know like the the pulling world, was there something that that uh, like why did you go to the Duramax platform versus the Cummins? Is it because the Cummins one's just been done so many times, everybody does it? You want to do something different? Absolutely, that's the biggest thing. Is I don't like doing things everybody else does. Um, that's the biggest thing. And I was just kind of in that world of, of the Duramax, you know, drove one every day and enjoyed them. And so that was the biggest thing about it. The, uh, I, I, there was actually a question I saw on a recent podcast it was unrelated to turbos, but, um, somebody was curious about LLYs and you mentioned that you have one and, um, you know, they're saying, are there any things that I should look out for with them it, it, or things I should do preemptively just for reliability? Um, with the cooling system or anything like that. So you know, being that you have one, are there some tips you would give somebody that, that uh, either just got an LLY, they're looking at one, or maybe they just want to make sure it's theirs last to be able to keep it as reliable as possible? You know, they're really pretty reliable trucks all the way around. Uh, the injector platform got a lot better from the LB7 to them. Um, it, it, all the way around, they're really pretty good trucks as they are. Um, you know, they are getting up they're an age so I'm, there's some preventive stuff i'm sure uh people would want to do but really in my opinion for the era and and, and what they are I, I think they're great trucks yeah i think that like johnny mentioned that 650 700 is is really the sweet spot for i think what the daily driver you know the guy who tows really wants and there's so many different ways to achieve it and i really like what you guys are telling me today about VGTs and especially, well, I mean, there's so many things, but that 11 to 14 Ford kit, not having to do the retrofit on it and what you're able to do with the LML and, you know, the common stuff is so cool to be able to bridge that gap, save some money, save time on install, or if you're going to do it yourself, it's not like a, a two week project and you're running to the store because you don't have a gasket or the clamp doesn't work or the, you know, the pipes aren't lining up. So I think it's, it's a lot of really cool benefits people have that are looking to able to make more power and do it for that daily driving towing kind of hot street truck application yeah absolutely and, and going back to the duramax thing of the you you pretty much the cummins are they can make some pretty big power on factory rods you go to a duramax and you're kind of rod limited on them and you know the 63 drop-in unit is a very very popular unit and 
it'll put you in that horsepower range where you're safe, but still make good power well more than enough for the street on them. So that's something very neat about them as well. Yeah, that's been a big theme as well that I hear from from truck owners is they want the power level that they can use. So if they make 650, they want to be able to use 650, whereas like 1,400, 1,500, 2,000, they can do it at the track, but it's like you can only enjoy it for, you know, 10 seconds at a time, maybe three or four times. And so they're really looking to be able to enjoy it every single day. And I think that's what is a huge appeal. Definitely. Like your big single swap stuff um, for the Cummins in, in particular, once you get above that 68, like I think that, you know, that 600, 700, you're really fine on the rods for there. And as you start pushing 800, 850, um, you're starting to push towards the danger zone on a 6.7. The 5.9s, you can get away with a lot more. I think, you know, that 950, even a thousand horsepower in a 5.9 for a little bit. But um, RPM's your friend, you know, stay away from torque and the, the rod, the stock rods, it really helps. But um, when you start getting like, you know, 472, 87 turbines, uh, 475s on that 6.7 Cummins platform, man, the rods can get short pretty easy if you're not careful. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to do an engine build to like they want to do an engine build. They don't, they don't want the surprise <laughs> <Yep>. on it. <laughs> so if, um, you know, if guys got questions for you, maybe they want to reach out to, uh, to you, Trevor, and chat about Duramaxes or Johnny, you know, reach out to you guys that are there and, uh, you know, learn more either about a setup or maybe something that we didn't even chat about on this podcast. What's a great way to get in contact with you guys and learn more and ask those questions? Yeah, really. I mean, just call into our shop. Um, through any of the numbers we have listed there on the website, um, email into us at sales at stainless diesel. Uh, you can reach out to me personally at Trevor at stainless diesel. Um, so yeah, I mean, any of those platforms, easiest way, um, you can message into us off the messenger online. Uh, um, so there's several different ways. Definitely. Uh, we try to get back to everybody when we can. So. Yeah, the phones have been on fire lately, so we'll be yes. with us, guys. Um, if you can't get through on the phones, definitely you know, hit us up on email. You know, sales at Stainless Diesel, we get every one of those um, emails, and there's a, there's a handful of us to answer that. And then, uh, you know, Messenger, that's been a pretty good, easy platform for guys. Uh, we, we typically, you know, get back to you quick on that as well. We, so. we also have a text line that is listed as well online. So Cool. You guys make it easy. <laughs> Well, I appreciate chatting with you guys today. If, if I don't talk with you, um, you know, before Christmas, New Year's, hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And I really look forward to seeing what you guys uh, got coming out next year. And then Johnny, we can, you know, connect about racing, which that's been a huge thing we've chatted about and, and what you got, what you got going on with the race program. Um, but I appreciate you guys taking time to chat with me today, answer some questions and uh, helps people make some turbo choices. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for having us on. Patrick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kiausa.com. If you're in the market for a knife, they've got a discount code for diesel podcast listeners. Just use code diesel20. You get 20% off site wide. They got a lot of cool things over there. Um, you know, whether you want something to carry every day or to use at work or around the house and really to meet any budget. So it's a great way to save some money, not just now for you know the holidays and gifts, but really any time of year. So we appreciate our friends over there offering that discount code just for you guys. Want to give a shout out to to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen of 23 Diesel, Caleb, John. We appreciate them. All of our other Patreons, all of you who subscribe on YouTube that are on our Discord, um, follow us on podcast apps, Instagram, Facebook. 
We love hearing from you guys. Love uh, the suggestions that you give for, you know, your guys' trucks. You're passionate about them. Um, you want to make them run the best that they can, and you, and you want them to last, too. And so we appreciate um, all the feedback, suggestions that uh, you've given us throughout the years, and all the support. We're heading into year seven here pretty soon. So we, we first started this. We never thought that we would uh, be able to get the podcast this large and reach as many people, but it's because of you guys sharing, liking, and commenting. Until next time. Keep the shiny side up.